you know, there's a line to come to earth to be human. I said, really? She said, yes. Because the universe knows that it's one of the hardest rides, but it's also got one of the greatest rewards. The process is for the advanced experience of getting back home to spirit and experiencing that. So I say, go for it. Like, go be human. Go be you. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. And listen. And then do that thing. Today, just in this moment, because that's all we got. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. My name is Amanda Johnson, and I am your host, and I have the pure pleasure of having a woman on the show with me today who is absolutely a, an inspiration, a bright light, a woman who I have had the pleasure of only having one other conversation with, and yet in those 30 short minutes, I was uplifted, encouraged. I felt uh, alive in my beingness. I was reflected back to me in terms of uh, the, the power I have in the world, the um, ability I have to share my gifts because she's a perfect mirror of that for me. And I absolutely know that you are in store for a treat today. So today I have with us Janet Farnsworth, internationally recognized yoga teacher and body empowerment coach, inspires students to break through old beliefs of shame and blame and instead connect to their bodies as the source of their greatest wisdom and joy. Founder of The Practice of Now, Let Love Move You, Janet has created a movement therapy practice designed to heal and nurture our relationships with our bodies. Janet believes authentic movement is the fastest way to physical, emotional, and spiritual health and well-being. Her book, Love Your Body, The Ultimate Guide to Stop Making Your Body a Battleground, is a how-to for anyone who is ready to feel empowered and at peace with their body. A personal survivor of the blame game, Janet currently enjoys the challenge of finding ways to wake up each morning and be glad to be in the body she actually has, particularly the stretch marks on her stomach and the cellulite on her thighs. When she is not trying to hug her almost adult children, Janet loves being on almost any boat, watching old movies, and eating buttered toast. Either one at a time, we're all together. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Janet. Oh, thank you, Amanda. What a total joy to be here. And how nice to hear you say those nice things. You know, it's, it's when I hear that, it both makes me feel so good and also utterly terrified. Because now that I know you had those good 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, please, oh, please let me try to do the same thing again now with you. But I'm so glad to have the opportunity to try. So thank you for letting me be with you today. Oh, bye. <laughs> Pleasure. Yes. Uh, and, and I almost would invite you. There's no try. There's only do. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I guarantee we are in store for um, a wonderful ride of inspiration. And um, I mean, I, without knowing you, I know you and I know that what you stand for in this world, with, I mean, mm. if anyone who stands for love gets a, a mark in my book, if, if you will, because, you know, that really is all we have to stand for. And the fact that you've taken this um, idea of standing for love and how to 
integrate that and merge that into loving one's body, yours first, <laughs> and how doing that inspires us to love ours. Uh, that is such a, uh, oh, it's just such a juicy topic already. And mm. we, haven't even, we haven't even dove in yet. So <laughs> uh, hold on to your hats, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're in for a ride. So Janet, uh, and for those listening, you, you may be familiar with how I do this show by now, or maybe not, but I love opening up these conversations by asking a simple, but not always easy question. And the question for me is an opportunity to uh, see what is being asked to come through us today in this conversation. It is the Being Inspired radio show. And why I call it that is because for me, it's important that we are in spirit. We are allowing spirit to flow through us. Um, so there's nothing pre-planned or thought out. And uh, So the question I ask of Janet is also not pre-planned um, for her. So the question, Janet, hmm. is why do you do what you do? <laughs> well, you know, it could be a very short show because the thing that just moves through me is love. And, you know, the word that I use for that, which I know that has a lot of meaning for some people, good and bad, is God. And whatever that thing is that's the only true thing, that's why I do what I do. Um, yeah. I'm afraid that's a short answer. <laughs> I could expand on it. Well, <laughs> thank but you everyone for tuning in today. We're <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that it? That's the whole that's thing. It. That's, that's it. And then, you know, the reason that I do what I do is because getting connected to that thing is the challenge. Mm -hmm. Doing what we do from a place of clarity is the challenge, right? I mean, I love that you start your show and that it's called Inspired and In Spirit because that's all that we really want. I mean, you know, in my language, to be inspired, to be in spirit is to be in a state of joy and grace and peace and power and that fierce knowing that everything is okay and I know exactly the way forward and how to be in this moment. I mean, that's just some of what it means to be inspired. And in our humanity, I think pretty much from our first breath, you know, when we get to come into these beautifully dense, complicated, complex, genius bodies, we have the experience of separation from spirit, right? I mean, I've always been fascinated. In fact, I'm thinking my next book might be on this about very specifically about what love is and about our experience of love with others and how when literally our humanity begins in a place of separation, our first breath, which is what keeps us alive, literally happens when we exit the, the home, right? And so from the moment of being human, we're longing to come back into that one, right? And I don't know about you, but goodness knows, I've been trying to figure it out my whole life, how to get back in there, right? <laughs> how to get back home. And so why do I do what I do? Is because love teaches me that I'm here to teach about how to get back to it. And the way that we get back to it in my language is by being in our bodies. Yeah, that's 
gorgeous. Wow. So much brilliance and insight already shared in the first few minutes. So wow, are we. <laughs> oh, good God. I've got that four minutes out of the 30. Okay. That's four out of the 30. You're already, you are knocking it out <laughs> of the God. park. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Every word that came out of those lips, mm-hmm. uh, Janet, just mm-hmm. such truth, such wisdom resonates mm-hmm. with me deeply. That mm-hmm. life, the breath, is also the first moment of, in a way, our, our, our death, uh, of yeah. our separation. How, what a beautiful right. paradox. And then as you mm-hmm. circled it back to, and how do we get back home? How do we find that oneness? And in your language and in your experience, and that's to me yeah. what's so divine about why each of us do what we do, is because we all come at it from, we're all, in a sense, moving in the same direction. If it's, I mean, if you were to ask me, I'd say, well, that's what we're all here for. We're all reclaiming that yeah. oneness. Whether or not we yeah. use that language, we're healing our separation, whether or not we use that language. And yet we're all going to do it slightly differently because of where yeah. we came from and yeah. how, our, how this, our human form, uh, experienced life in those first you know, few years. And then, yeah. um, and so for you, it's coming back into the body. Why? Yeah. I, I'm so fascinated because I, I have my own reasons why that would be important for me, but they'd be very different. Mm. So, mm. Body. Why has that become such a, mm, a place of oh. loving and, and place of tension and place of, you know, battlefield? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the question. And I can answer it in two different ways. And the first is more theoretical. <clears throat> and that is that very simply, the soul the the spirit in body communicates through feeling. The soul does not have a telephone or text or the capacity to write a book and talk to you in words or thought even. The way that it communicates is with how you feel. And so that gut knowing of ah, the yes to the relationship or the gut knowing, the heart knowing of, ah, I found my genius or I'm feeling at peace. That speaks in the language of sense and sensation. And of course, there are these different languages of feeling, right? There's the feeling of literally taste, touch, smell. And then there's the feeling that we use of the heart, right? Emotion. And I love that it's the same word. I think that's brilliant. It's one of the few things I think the English language got really well. <laughs> did, did good. Yeah. The, the, the other reason, and to me, the juicier one, the more practical reason about why I think that the body is the language and the way home is because of my personal experience. And, and you know, it's funny, just today I was teaching a class about satya. And satya is a Sanskrit word for truth. And of course, if you look at the roots of that word, sat, it's so beautiful again in the definition, it means infinite, spacious truth, right? The one, the love, the divine. And it's also the word for self. So we say this in the, you know, the yoga tradition, satnam, I am infinite spacious truth. And satya is yas to connect to that, right? And so <clears throat> where am I going with this? <laughs> that, um, because I'm thinking about it, is that uh, my practical experience of my finding truth 
I know why I'm saying this, is because my truth is only my own. That's only how I'm actually going to connect to God and to love and to spirit is to know myself. And it's such a beautiful word again, capital S self, love, truth, infinite spaciousness, and the smaller S self, which is this gorgeous, delicious humanity. So what I tell you about what I quote know, that's why I'm taking this digression to say I only know what I know in my body and in my being. And I know what it is to be completely disconnected from my body. I know what it is at a very young age to have been assaulted and to have learned swiftly, clearly, powerfully, definitively, get the hell out. This is a place that hurts. And so I spent most of my life either completely abandoning it, stuffing it into oblivion, starving it, pretty much doing anything I could to not be connected to it. I had a lot of years of knowing what that is. Didn't mean I didn't have feelings about God or connection. In fact, I think I've been praying since I was nine or that sense of, oh, I know there's something more than this moment. But I do know what it is to have spent a lot of my life outside of the body. So I love that you said that we all have these different ways, right? Depending on our early childhood experience, right? What's our unique way in back home to the big truth, right? Well, in my little unique moment on this planet, in this this earthly body, I experienced separation from it, from God, by being separated from my own being, my own body. And it was only when... I started to move, and I can tell you stories about that, but literally when I started to move my body with an absence of thinking, with an absence of analysis and judgment, and I started, I was lucky enough that that's what I happened to like to do. I think I danced around, this is going to date me, to Helen Reddy. I'm not sure if you know who she is, but she was a pop singer in like the 70s, and I used to dance around to her. So I've always liked to dance, you know. But for a lot of different reasons about where I was in my life, the fact that I was safe for the first time, I was happily in a a loving relationship, I had work that I loved. There were a lot of real necessary reasons that I was okay enough to then be able to dance again without ego, judgment, and fear. Mm. And when I did that, that's what opened the gateway. And I went, oh my God, I'm in my body whoa, what the heck is this? (laughs) This Mm. is awesome. Like, wow, this is my hand. This is my elbow. And it started with a physical, practical connection to my biology. Mm. And what I discovered by connecting first to my biology, to like, whoa, my arm will move this way. My arm wants to move this way. I think I want to roll my hips this way. That I let that somatic physical truth start to do the living for me. I discovered that that physical truth was the gateway into my soul truth. And, you know, and for better or worse, when I woke up in my body, I kind of woke up in my life. And there were, there were a couple of years there of, uh-oh, I'm not living the life that I think that I really am here to live. I had to get out of that beautiful, loving relationship, and that's a long story. I changed my careers. Um, I changed the way I dressed. I changed the way I eat and drink and sleep and live my life because I first connected 
to these beautiful bones that my being is draped over. You know, the muscles over the bones, the breath that moves through you. The fact that I'm sitting here right now and I can feel a little bit of trembling under my skin because I'm excited to be talking about it. I'm a little nervous because, oh, I'm on this show and is she going to like me and are they going to listen? You know, the more I get to know that and then be with that and then hang out with that, then I'm actually connected to infinite spacious truth which is why my practice is called the practice of now. Like, let's just be here together in all of the rawness and the realness of who we are, which until we get out of our bodies, we all have, you know, it's like, as long as you're sitting here and you're hearing these words and we, you know, you and I get to see each other. This is, this is the way into the moment, Mm. you know? Mm. And then when we get to feel it, it's like, oh, yeah, and I see that you have something to say <laughs> with my eyeballs. I, I, looking her at eyeballs you. looking at me, she can see it, it and sense it and feel it. I, I actually, I thought I was doing really well waiting. No, you <laughs> then I could beautifully hardly stand seconds. It was so good as <sighs> you kept saying, oh, so much good stuff. And I want to go back to something that has been so uh, clearly, <laughs> um, recognized in my life based on the conversations I'm having, my own experiences. Uh, yeah, of course, how universe and spirit is guiding me right now is that, and I, I want to share this with the listeners that I believe many of us, I know myself included thought, and it's not that this isn't also true, but at one point I thought, ah, oh, the, the, the purpose here, and you started by saying it, Janet, that our purpose here is to, is to come back home, which is that um, back to spirit, back to source. And I know for myself that that looked like me connecting to these um, higher ideas, these realms outside of myself, these this this largeness, this vastness, and and it's this spiritual. And I use that with quotes because I I'm at a place where I think everything is spiritual. But if we want to use the word to uh, understand what I'm thinking is physical versus spiritual or material versus spiritual. So having this spiritual connection, I feel like that's part of the journey. And for me, that's where I started. I thought, oh, I I need to, I'm I'm connected to this. I want to be more connected to this spirit. What's interesting then is on the journey of that, it reaches a point where I feel I'm at now, where it feels like you've also arrived at at some point on your journey, which is, yeah, okay, I am spirit. That makes sense. That's where I actually started from. That's who I am at my core essence. Now the journey becomes coming back into this physical, into the material. And it's almost this like boomerang or this slingshot, like a rubber band effect. That's how I'm experiencing it in my life right now, which it's the coming back into the physical. And I and and whether or not maybe another person's journey, they maybe they start in the physical, they have to go to the spiritual. I'm not sure. But for me, it was like I started in the spiritual and I had to come into the physical, right? And I'm loving your shares about this because this is our body. This is the vehicle we have. Um, so there's a couple things. You At the end, you were talking about this, the, the power the power of the practice of now, the power of now or being now mm-hmm. in the moment because that's where we access our body and all that's happening. And then you also mentioned uh, mm-hmm. that you have all these stories that you mm-hmm. share around moving your body and that being maybe part of um, mm-hmm. how you started the reconnection. 
to this physical form. Yes. I'm going to open that up to say, do you want to go ahead and start sharing some of those stories? If there's one that comes to mind. Um, And then of course, I imagine that does relate to being now because when we move and we're aware of our movement, that really does bring us into this present moment, doesn't it? Oh boy, Mandy, just about 19 different things went through my mind. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, I will say this because this actually is in my book, which has in it a sequential, it's a series to be able to bring you into movement. But I say very explicitly that movement does not mean necessarily action. That it doesn't mean that you have to be, quote, dancing. That what it means is that you're connecting to yourself. And that at any moment, as we breathe, and we know this, moments are passing, right? When I was little, I used to play this game, and I'm sure many of us do, of, oh, now it's now, oh, now it's now, oh, now it's now, are you like, you know, oh, there it went, can't do that again, you know, whatever, you kind of like start to conceptualize, oh, and, and which is this playing with, all I really have is right now, right? But when you do the mindfulness, when we do the meditation, when we do that pausing and presence, what we recognize, and I have great, uh, I do have beautiful stories about working in jail, which is really pretty much one of the most difficult places just to be able to be in the moment, but to practice this breathing breath to breath and recognizing that the moments are dynamic. And so that's where I want to go is that, that life as we experience it moves on its own. And so when we do this deep practice of being in the moment, we're in movement, which is kind of glorious, right? For the hard times, really nice to know that they're not fixed. (laughs) It's like, and in fact, as it was taught to me by my mentor so beautifully, as she put it, Every moment that you allow, every feeling that you allow into your consciousness and into your awareness, that you breathe, not to be it, but to let it flow through you like you are sort of holding the moment, to love the moment, to make space for the moment, that when you allow that presence with it is one moment that you digest And so never need to hold again, which is so powerful for those of us who have been traumatized or have hard experiences, that this practice says that when you hold your arms big enough, when you settle back enough and you get settled into the bones and you recognize that breath to breath, you can make space to let that move through you You'll never have to experience that again. Then, in fact, the, 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 the overload comes when we're not feeling, right? when we don't actually let that pass through us. But we only get to let it pass through us when we're present with us, yeah, when we bring our consciousness and our awareness into it. So that's a very long way to say that your movement does not need to be 
jumping, or even, quote, physical. Ultimately, the practice of now is to let love you move through you. Mm. Now, the practice that I teach that is the alive one for me, and as you so beautifully began our talk, which is to know that we all have different ways in. For some of us, it might be painting love. It may be speaking, writing, cooking it. We have different ways to express spirit, to connect to it. But the practice of now, as my practice, I mean, we're all in the practice of now, but the business of now, the love your body practice, as it came through me personally, was as a survivor of assault who had been taught in no uncertain terms about what I was supposed to be and look like as a woman. I was supposed to be skinny. I was supposed to be blonde and smile all the time and nod my head yes. And I forgive me, and this is going to be a little bit coarse, but it does represent a reality that was true for me. It was a real thing. It was to be skinny and blonde and to smile yes and to keep my legs open for whoever wanted them to be. And I mean that metaphorically, really, right? As well as literally. So I had a lot of lessons about how I was supposed to hold my body in uh, a contraction, in uh, a lie. It was a lie that was imposed on me that I, I, I accepted because I needed to stay alive and to feel loved, right? which is a whole, that's the second book. <laughs> so for me, you know, I, I, my youngest child was in kindergarten and suddenly for the first time in my life, I had free time where I didn't have to be either surviving or working or taking care of children. And I was like, well, what do I do with my time? And I started, I knew I loved to dance. And so I joined the local community theater and I did a production of Cabaret. I don't think my character had a name. <laughs> I think I was like Chorus Girl 5 or something. I think maybe, you know, the director and all of his kindness tried to like have some rehearsal of, what's your backstory? I don't remember what mine was, you know. But <laughs> like, I got to like dance around, listen to music. And there was something about dancing to music in a character that actually started to unhook me from the shoulds, that unhooked me from that I have to move this way, I have to be that way. Ironically, that was my first way in, is to show me the steps. And I think a lot of us actually really can rest in being told how to move and then can enjoy it. For some of us, it's very anxiety provoking. Like, don't tell me steps. That's more where I am in my life now. Like, that's what's gonna make me kooky. Like, don't tell me how to do it because then I'll stress out I'm getting it wrong or whatever. But at that time, there was something very soothing about, okay, so do this, and now I'm going to do that, and now, okay, and now the music playing, and now, all right, now step forward, back. And it started to allow the undoing of the have-tos that had already been fixed in my body, right? And because of that, I started to take dance class. And because of that dance class, I, did, I started to do something called contact improv, which is much more improvisational movement, which is about connecting to the spine and about connecting to the body as an engine, a technology, so that you can now interact with someone improvisationally. So I'm connecting into my bones in a very practical matter. There's a lot to say about that particular modality, whatever, but just that was my personal 
like progression. And because of that, I found this thing called ecstatic dance. So I was like, ooh, that sounds cool. The barefoot boogie. Okay, I'll do that. And it was in that place when for the first time in my life, I heard the music. And then the music said, okay, head, you don't got to do any work. I can rest in these notes. I can rest in the rhythm. And I can now let the body answer the sound. I can let my body and the drum and the song talk to each other without my damned head in the way, without the stories, without the blame, without the shame, without the fear. I can now say, oh, hello, truth. I can say, hello, love. This is what wants to be in this moment. And it was in doing that that I, I woke up. Mm. And I went, oh, my God. Whoa. Hello, God. Hello, love. Hello, me. Mm. You know, I'll just say one last thing about music specifically. There's a lot to say, as I say, that, you know, movement doesn't happen, doesn't happen, happen physically, right? The same way that... That, still, that stillness doesn't mean stopping. So too do I describe very specifically about how silence doesn't mean emptiness, right? And so that sometimes this movement can happen with your heartbeat, with your breath, with just the rhythm of that river moving through you, which is a beautiful practice. But I do want to give a little shout out to music, which is, um, you know, I recently, I was almost, I was laughing with a friend. I said, I realize why I'm always falling in love with musicians. And that, you know, it's because the music, you, you music makers are building the bridge for me back to God. You're building the bridge for me back home, you know, to let go of the mind. And, um, and you know, and for a couple of years, I had a, a great opportunity to practice with um, a woman. We had something called um, X-Tribe, ecstatic dance, ecstatic uh, I can't remember. It was Lainey Goodman, and she was a drummer. She did drum circles, and um, and we would very specifically invite that sweet union of literally. She would play djembe, which you know is the African drum made out of wood and skin. You know, mama's bones, the earth's bones, covered by the earth's skin, and that you know that beat would be that direct vibrational like bridge into the bones and your and the skin of our own being in that harmony which is the one um so yeah right i'm not sure exactly what i'm talking about right now that's okay (laughs) i'm talking about talking from my heart you know what you are talking love right now and you are it's literally poetic and truth filled and wow the way you spoke about music was maybe Mm. one of my favorite things i've heard said in a very long time what a testament uh oh wow Uh, i even had a musician on the show um east forest and i mean he spoke about music eloquently and i think you may have i hope he's not listening now (laughs) may have just done him done him one up but anyhow so i i want to acknowledge janet there um so much that you said was so profound and this is my 
This is often when I, I listen to people who have such wisdom to share. And we also know that the journey isn't uh, at times easy. Or it's the, and at times we do face our challenges and our resistances. And I put myself in the mindset or the place of perhaps someone out there listening right now who hasn't been yet to an ecstatic dance party or hasn't quite yet learned how to get back into that space of love. And Mm -hmm. in some, this is also going to go back to something you said earlier in the show where you uh, vulnerably, you didn't go into all the details, um, but you you vulnerably Mm -hmm. said and expressed that once you woke up and you found yourself again, uh, it actually did require many shifts and changes to take place then in your external world. Uh, sounds, you know, a divorce, a change of job, uh, you know, all these things. And yeah. I personally feel for many individuals out there that there's a reason why we resist these mm. Because we're afraid. We're afraid. I mean, and so I can imagine that someone out there might be going, well, it sounds great, but I don't want to uproot my life right now or yes, yes, yes. leave my beloved. You know, whatever story or fear is mm. right now. So as a way to speak to that part of all of us, I and mean, we all have that, and to those indiv- specifically who might be thinking this right now, I'm curious what you might say to that. And, and, and then also to bring it back to something you said more recently about you know, being in the body and, and allowing it to move. And, and you, you understood that having steps helped you with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Now ecstatic, meaning there are no steps. Mm-hmm. There are no, you just listen to the music and allow your body to move. For someone yeah. who hasn't had that experience yet, yeah. and, and, and for them maybe have a lot of judgment and shame and Mm. Um, gosh, I I don't know how to dance, or oh, I would look foolish, or and they and they're in that. Mm-hmm. What do you offer to open them up to this possibility? That's a wonderful question, and and like you said earlier, there's so many different pieces in that, so many so many things to respond to. Um, I have to tell you honestly, my very first reaction when you first started speaking was, well, I have a course. <laughs> It takes eight weeks and a book, or you just read my book. There you uh, go. Because the book is all about that. It's about learning how to love your body um, and being with the shame, being with the blame, and starting exactly where you are. That not um, not having stories about one that you're supposed to be dancing like Beyonce or uh, or be anything other than who you are. And if who you are right now is feeling like you feel uncomfortable and embarrassed, then welcome discomfort and embarrassment. I mean, as a practice, like, like let's just start where you are. And um, that's one piece. Um, you know, th- something else that you said, which was, it's been an interesting ride and a journey for me these last months as my business is is evolving again to really cultivate like this mission that I'm personally on for you to love your body is um, to recognize. So I say, what I'm about to say, I want to, I want to say that we are all here to be in our own truths. We are all the absolute agents of our own experience internally. That does not mean, and remember, I have taught people in jail. It does not mean diddly about what is outside of us. Sometimes there are external circumstances that are absolutely agonizing. 
that's a reality. And anyone who says that that's, oh, it's an illusion, I'd like to have a conversation with them. What we can have a relationship with and be dynamic with is the experience that we're having inside. And so to the person who says, well, God, that sounds great, ecstatic, dad, what I don't, you know, not me, I would say, okay. I'd say, all right, you don't need to do ecstatic dance, but how are you doing today? Is there something that you're uncomfortable with? How's it working for you? Can you take the pause and care enough to be interested in actually just how you're doing? And it may not be that today is the day to start dancing around the house. Hell, it may never be the day to dance around the house. But, or and, how do you want to be in your house? How do you want to be? And that thing of, my, I know what I know. You get to know what you know. Are you listening? You know, listen, because there's like this universe. There's a symphony of information inside of you. That's what's going to guide you back home. You know, whether or not it's to read my book or to go to, 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 to whatever, to go make the stew now and whatever it is, you get to know you. And that to me is the most ecstatic, um, mag magnificent, radiant juiciness of our humanity. You know, my mentor once said to me, it was one of the weirder things she said. Well, no, she said a lot of weird things. But she said, you know, Janet, she said, you know, there's many, many galaxies and many, many universes. I said, okay. <laughs> she said, and you know, lots of different ways for spirit to carnate and to experience evolution. I went, okay. <laughs> and she said, she said, there's this, do you know, and I, I literally had this picture in the cosmos. She said, you know, there's a line to come to earth to be human. I said, really? She said, yes. Because the universe knows that it's one of the hardest rides, but it's also got one of the greatest rules. The process is for the advanced experience of getting back home to spirit and experiencing that. So I say, go for it. Like, go be human. Go be you. Whatever that means, whatever that means, and listen, and then do that thing today, just in this moment, because that's all we got. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Janet Farnsworth. <laughs> Conduit for the divine. Wow. Holy <laughs> smokes, sister. That was... Oh. I can't wait for you to go back and listen to what you just said. That was phenomenal. Uh -huh. And all those listening, rewind. Again, like really sink in. Mm. Oh my God, that was that. Ah, and here's what I love. That's just, that's like the perfect way to bring this mm. completion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel so nice. Doesn't it feel good when we like get into these spaces? I feel like I just like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm on a, I'm on a boat eating toast. Yeah. 
with a lot of butter on it. With, with a lot of butter. Or the I'm not, wait, the boat has butter or the toast has butter? Maybe both. So the, well, hey, you know what? If it's good Irish butter, the boat can have it too. <laughs> <laughs> but before we let you go, because I'm not quite ready to do that yet. Uh, I, I mean, I could, I, I could like, I just want to keep having like tea and toast with you. Uh, but we're going to have three more questions and then we're going to make sure that the audience knows exactly where to find you, your book, uh, the course, all of the things that they can learn from you uh, and continue to expand themselves and to expand and deepen themselves uh, more and more. So uh, my first question that I ask each of my guests, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? This is going to sound really cheesy, but I have to say you right now. I have to say Amanda Johnson of Inspirit Radio, Inspired Radio. A, because it's, you are the beautiful soul with whom I am interacting and I can completely feel in my heart space that you are connected in your heart space. And so what more do I want? That's probably the most honest, genuine response. And then I can throw in a little bit of the mind and say, because I also know what you do for a living. And I know and I, I have seen you um, continuing to live your life in integrity, which is my word also for being in spirit and so yeah you well thank you i really receive those words wow mm. Mm. my gift mm. okay next question yes dear <laughs> what place or activity most inspires you right now Ooh. What place or activity? Yeah. Wow. Place is any place on the earth with the sky above me and the air on my skin. Um, anything that's of mother earth that inspires me. Um, I'd like to be able to go to the exotic places. I am going to Thailand. That's inspiring. So there are mountains and all the beautiful places on this planet, but being on the earth and an activity. You know, I'd like to say something really elevated and, um, you know, and really mystical. But I think the most honest response for me right now is teaching. Um, you know, there's a sweet circular relationship between teacher and student where the things that come out of my mouth when I teach, I mean, I teach yoga as a practice and I'm doing my course and, and even here with you. It, you know, when we're connecting or when I'm connecting into my heart to try really hard to be in integrity with you, I get that, that loop back, you know, where I'm like, okay, because I'm keeping to, I'm keeping that awareness of, and again, I, I apologize. I'm from New York. I like to swear. I, By all I'm, means, it's okay. I'm like, I'm, okay. So I, you know, it's like, I, I'm always really wanting to watch my own bullshit meter because I care so much about teaching and integrity. So I think that that actually inspires me because it keeps me honest, you know? Um, yeah. So it's an interesting question. It's kind of humbling, weirdly, to realize. So thank you for asking it. <laughs> Your answers have humbled both of us today. Uh, <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> and our third question. Mm. A favorite book that has inspired you? Oh, that. Easy girlfriend, that one is so easy pants. I can't even tell you how easy that is. I have three copies, two are in my car right now. One is actually not next to me, but it's close enough. 
And it is a book called The Radiance Sutras, which has been translated by Lauren Roche. And these are the teachings that have been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years that are meant to be between the um, masculine and feminine energies of the universe and conversation. And they are the most delicious, oh my goodness, uh, poetic language teachings of spirit in body, of the divine in your beautiful humanity. Um, they inspire me all the time. Uh, yeah. That, I, I'm inspired just by the title and your description. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, just go grab a copy. I'm going to go grab a copy. <laughs> I was going to say, or just send me the one that you have in your car right now. It's fine. I do. I have actually I have 30 copies for classes, but you know, I'll send one to you. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. Wow, Janet. Okay. I could talk to you for hours. Maybe one day I will have the pleasure of doing that in your physical presence. That would be nice. Uh, for those listening, and I trust you are feeling as much ugh, warmth and love for this woman as I am right now, please go find her in whatever way feels right, whether or not that's getting a copy of her book, Love Your Body, or go to her website. That's also where you'll find her book. A couple places you can check out, The Practice of Now. Dot com or her name, JanetFarnsworth.com. Go explore what she has to offer. Find her book, read her book, contact her if you want to learn more or be with her in some capacity. And uh, again, she has a retreat. She has classes, so many things she's offering. A, a, a class, a, a, a eight-week, correct? Eight-week class. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So many ways you can continue to learn from this woman, be inspired by this woman, and, and in so doing, deepen into your own um, body and reconnect with yourself. Mm -hmm. Return home. As mm -hmm. well. Janet, this has been such a delight, and I am humbled and honored mm -hmm. sharing this space with you. Amanda, the feeling is mutual. What a joy to be able to speak with you and to speak with whomever is listening. And um, we're all, you know, we're all just in that flow, <laughs> figuring it out together. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share what inspires me. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love your program. Love you. Mm. What a gift. Thank you. And if those listening feel the same as Janet, then I will invite you, subscribe to the show. You'll be notified of these incredible conversations I have the uh, privilege of hosting. And of course, like it, share it, review it if you, even, if you feel so inspired. Um, and then be in touch and go out, share your truth as only you can share it. And until then, many, many blessings. <laughs>